You're listening to The Interim, hosted by me, Josh O'Neill. Well, it's been a minute since I sat down and uh, recorded something, and I was thinking today as I was driving and running some errands, I went to the gym this afternoon, and uh, I was thinking about the topic that I wanted to talk about today. I knew I wanted to sit down and record something, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to discuss. And today is Labor Day, and I I know that today is a day that we sit down and take time off from work to recognize and acknowledge and celebrate all of the contributions to the success of this great nation that all of the workers have done, all the things that the uh, all the people in the service industry and in various jobs and careers around the country, and, and celebrate the fact that this country is made great by those who work, those who labor for the good of their communities, the good of their companies, for their fellow men, and for each other. And that is something that we celebrate today. So I was thinking about that topic. And I, I, as I usually do, I try to draw some type of lesson to be learned out of things like holidays or, you know, secular ideas and seeing how we can draw parallels biblically and think about um, our lives from our biblical perspective. So, you know, I was thinking about works and labor and all these things. And, you know, it led me down this rabbit hole in my head of, you know, uh, we, as Christians are created, or as new creations after we become believers are um, resurrected into a new existence. We are new creations. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. And we are new creations that are set apart for good works, which Christ prepared for us to walk in. And the parallel that I want to draw is the fact that, you know, we as believers, like I said, are created for good works, right? We are supposed to be out spreading the gospel and serving our communities in whatever capacity that our talents and our spiritual gifts um, allow us to do. And we are supposed to be maximizing our efforts in those areas. So, you know, first off is the question, you know, are you leading a life that is maximizing the use of your gifts? Are you leading a life that is maximizing the use of your talents in your community, in your job, in your family, and in your relationships? And if the answer to that is no, I encourage you to take a look at yourself, what you're doing, um, where your priorities are. And we've talked about priorities in the past and build that hierarchy of importance of things in your life and start to chip away at uh, things that can help you improve in those areas, ways that you can better serve your family, uh, your spouse, your kids, um, even your coworkers, people in your community. How can you do that? You can add things to people's lives in in many, many ways. And um, there are even very small things that can make a huge difference in other people's lives. It doesn't have to be in your job. It can be as simple as a conversation with somebody asking them how they're doing. I think um, many people, especially over the last 18 months with COVID and all these things that have happened, have been isolated. And more people working from home remotely than ever with less social interaction, a general leeriness of our fellow men because we are conditioned to be afraid of things like this virus that have uh, kind of taken the world and gripped us in fear. Whether that is merited or not is not the topic of this conversation. However, it the result is the same. We are in 
positions as believers to have a great influence on our community through a fearless adherence to our principles, uh, fearless adherence to biblical ideology and theology, and how we exercise that in our community is extremely important. Um, and, and those types of works, I believe, are the works that are what we are here for, to spread the gospel through love, through our example, through our words, and by our conduct, right? So our faith is what drives us to do those good works in our community. And we should not fear things. We should live in such a way that is guided by intelligence, that is guided by a healthy um, understanding of the facts as they are, and through a faith that God will see us through. And there is no reason why our biblical mandate to spread the gospel and to be a light in the darkness to our community should ever be put on hold for any reason. The church has flourished under... Um, all types of oppression, under all types of suppression of the truth and free speech, and we should not fear the repercussions of, of getting out and exercising those gifts. Obviously, with proper precautions, I'm not saying to be reckless, but at the end of the day, our calling as believers is to go and do those works that we are set aside to do. But alongside that, apart from all of the duties that a Christian has to go out and do those works, I think there's a flip side of the coin. And though we celebrate the works of individuals in this country, and I think that that is a great thing, I think we should take the time to recognize those people for the works and the contributions that they have given to society, we have to remember a very critical truth, and that is that our works and our good deeds— no matter how good they are, are not sufficient to earn anyone a place in heaven. It will not give you salvation. Your works do not result in salvation. And the, the Bible is full of such references that talk about works not being sufficient. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it is not anything that we do. It is not anything that we seek out. It is no gift or talent that we exercise and there is no acts of kindness or sacrifice great enough to overcome the sin and the debt that we owe for that sin to God, because the wages of sin is death. So, you know, this is not meant to be a deep theological dive into the works versus faith argument. Um, they do go hand in hand. I'll read you James two fourteen through 20 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. It continues, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed by his works. 
And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. So there is a marriage of the two, but it is always faith that results in works that prove that the faith is genuine. Works without faith do not save, but faith that is manifest through works is, in fact, alive and is a saving faith, because faith without works is dead. But what is that faith in? And this is where I want to tie it into this holiday that we are celebrating today. As believers, there is one particular work, one particular labor of love, one deed, if you want to call it that, that we truly should be celebrating and celebrating it all the time, not just on one day. And that is the atoning death, sacrifice, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. He lived a perfect life where all of his works were purely and completely in line with God's commandments. He never sinned at all. There was no need for him to be regenerated. He was perfect from the time he was born to the time that he gave himself freely for our sins. And so all the works that we do are merely out of gratitude for the work that was done on our behalf. Right, Ephesians 2, 8-10, through 10, remember it says it is a gift of God, not as a result of works on our part. And that's why no one can boast in their salvation, because it was Jesus who granted us right standing with God through the atoning death and his resurrection. And so today as we take time with our families and we relax and we enjoy a day free from work to celebrate the fruit of our work as a nation of workers, let's not forget that as believers, it is not by works that we are saved. It is by faith in Jesus Christ. And only in his atoning work on the cross that we are granted right standing with him. Let's spread that message with everybody that we see and everyone that we come across in our life. That is our purpose for being here on earth still, is to go and to spread his good news. That is the only purpose that believers have. Once you become a believer, there is only a limited amount of time you have to go and to exercise those gifts that you have to spread the gospel to those who need to hear it, to be the light shining in the world. So go forth and do that. And I'll be doing the best I can in that same capacity. We're all capable of spreading the gospel and doing our part to help others. Just remember that it is not your works that give you right standing. It is complete and total faith in the gospel in Jesus Christ that grants us that eternal life. So I hope all of you enjoy your holiday. And as you go forward with the rest of the week, keep in mind that great work and the one to whom we owe all gratitude. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back with another episode soon.